No, we've we've prayerfully thought about who we thought uh, would be good, and uh, this year I'm really excited to bring up my friend Paul Maloney. Uh, Paul has been coming to camps for many, many years. Uh, we've become great, great friends, and uh, I, I just love listening to him talk about how God has moved in his life. So I'm going to invite Paul up right now. I'm going to pray for him, and then he's going to um, take it from there. Father, I thank you for this brother Paul. I thank you for the way you work in his life. I thank you for the way he works in others' lives and for the friendship that, that I've gotten to have with them and so many in this room have gotten to have with them. Thank you for the father and the husband that he is and uh, just for the, the way that he just loves you and trusts you. And we're just so grateful to hear a, a bit of his story and his walk with you today. In your name we pray. Amen. What has uh, two thumbs and is feeling pretty vulnerable right now? <laughs> uh, is that how I sound? I know I don't sound like John Wayne, but could you turn the bass up a little bit? In the... It's like puberty did a touch and go. It, did, it didn't hang out that long. <laughs> That's all right. Um, a little quick background. Uh, Jillian and I... Uh, my wife over there. Hi. Um, been married 10 years. Uh, we found out about Family Fest through Barb Harmon. And actually, that was our big start. We, uh, we came on leading the KCs. And we led the, KC, the KCs for years until Pete politely asked us to not to. <laughs> and uh, now we just go as campers, <laughs> which is fine, too. We like it. <laughs> um, I've been doing youth ministry for 14 years. Um, I majored in youth ministry, so it's all I could do. It's kind of a useless major. <laughs> Advise your kids away from that. It sounds nice. Useless. So, at least it's a bachelor's, but it is a BS, so. Um, and uh, I started off youth ministry at CPC in Edina. I was their middle school director for years. And then uh, kind of moved on. Um, if I have a dry mouth, that's all you will hear. So I'm like doing this for you. Um, I know that's all I can hear if someone's like, you know. Um, so anyways, doing that for a long time and then wound up at Treehouse. Treehouse is an awesome youth outreach organization. Um, if you don't know what it is, please check it out. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up Ignorant to struggle, I would say. So this is a way that I can use my privilege to help set up other kids to, to have a chance. So that's a, quickly is what I'll say about that. So anyways, that's uh, catching up to now. I'm only going to focus on the last two years because if I share about when I was five, that won't really align with many people in the room. So a couple years back, um, I stopped dealing with things well. Um, Maybe it's because I was getting older. Maybe it's because I'm not as squishy as I once was. I don't know. But I, I stopped dealing with any, anything well. Um, I started with insomnia. And then I moved to uh, mild depression. And then it kind of like started having physical symptoms and stuff like that. 
uh, my posture was changing. Um, started having like my chest pain and my heart was doing weird stuff. So I went in, was freaking out a little bit. So I went in uh, to the doctor office and it was of course urgent care and it was a very, very green PA. And uh, EKG came back good. Blood pressure came back good, everything. Um, and I kind of explained what it is. She's like, well, this all looks good, but uh, you're 35 and a male, so it could be heart disease. Um, and so I went home. And, and spent, uh, <clears throat> spent the next, wait till everyone went to bed. And then snuck into each one of my kids' beds and just cried. I did that for two weeks. Um, all everyone was asleep. Um, that's the last time I snored pepper before I come speak. <laughs> Jillian said it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> she was right. Um, and uh, so I got all my stuff in order. Um, I got all of her passwords. I do all the finances. I put all the passwords in place. I got all of her... I sort of make sure her name was not everything and, and uh, asked my brothers to step in, you know, for things where I was gone. It was, it's, oh, turbo sucked. Um, it was a really, really hard time. And uh, my wife started digging, and she goes, you know, Paul, I don't think this is heart disease. You ran four or five Ks this week. I don't know if you'd be able to do that. Uh, this looks like really bad anxiety. And uh, by the way, if you want to ruin your day, just go on, like, Google your symptoms. <laughs> you could win the lottery <laughs> and then Google your symptoms. You're, you're, it'll, it'll ruin your day. Um, everything just leads to cancer and heart disease. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a bad idea. Um, so it began to get worse and worse and worse. And everywhere I, I went and everywhere I looked, I was like, oh, I bet you they don't. Have heart I'll bet you they don't have crippling anxiety. Like I, I was massively consumed. Every thought I had, every where I looked, um, I was I was completely crippled. And what was shocking is kind of what Jake was talking about last night. My teens have been dealing with this for years. I've been helping my teens deal with this for years. But I had no idea how lethal it felt. No one could convince me when that attack came on, that I wasn't dying. So just to add any legitimacy at all, it, it was so, so scary. Um, and it feels so surreal like that right in the middle of the night. And it was constant, a couple of times a day um, for around a year. Um, and I got to the point where I was like, John, I'm not sure I want to be here anymore. This, like, really sucks. Because, um, like, What's crazy is like the previous 34 years, you don't see that as your reality. You see what's in front of you as your new reality. And that's what's also kind of crazy about it is like, wow, I, I have 34 years behind me. And I know that reality, but this new reality is all I can see. It's, it's, it's that consuming. Um, and so I, I started doing some digging and, and uh, I had so many people on speed dial that I could call any time. I was like, you need to talk to me off a ledge right now. And they would. Um, and uh, so I started doing some priorities. And I, 
I finally broke down. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't keep up. I can't um, fix everything for everyone. I can't care everyone. I can't provide all the finances for everyone. I can't lead every single one of my kids to, to Christ. Like, I, I can't do this all. And I looked at my own life, my priorities. I'd like to say my priorities were God, family, you know, job, friends. But that's what they are in theory. I think in theory my priorities were me, me, my kids, um, God, my job, and then my wife were like, she's at the, she was like number six because we were just tag teaming it. All right, your turn, the kids. All right, here's my turn, the kids. Just having a really rough go. Um, and so my priorities were super off. And so I started going into just desperately looking everywhere I could um, and understanding that I've, I've been trying to do it all on my own. I've been trying to take care of all these things on my own. And I was failing. Shouldn't be a surprise. Um, Job understood when he got to the end of his life that all of his things were truly borrowed and who the owner of all of his things really was. God's a better husband than I am, a, a better father than I am. He's better at taking care of my kids. He's better at taking my wife, better than, at me than taking care of my finances. So why not give them to him? Um, like the, the climax, I would say, was last year to this day at Family Fest. Um, oh, man, it was so dark. And... Uh, I pulled Rich Peller aside because I heard he was a doctor, and I, I just wanted somebody to kind of speak truth over me. And he just grabbed me by the, I said, I was like, I just need someone to, you know, grab my hands, look me in the eye, and tell me I'm going to be okay. Um, and uh, he's like, well, Paul, let me ask you a few questions here. Do you have kids? He's like, yep. Yeah. Like, okay. Do you have a mortgage? He's like, yeah. Okay. You, uh, you have a job? Is it stressful? He's like, yeah. Um, uh, kids are young and, and married? I was like, yep. Yeah. like, okay. <laughs> What's the problem? Like, this is exactly where you should be. And by the way, so is everybody else. At any given point, 50% of the population is struggling from anxiety and stress. And, but I was in my head now with, like, the curse from my lovely PA who was on call at the time. But uh, he grabbed me by the shoulders and he looked me in the eye and said, Paul, you're going to be okay. And um, I realized that my number one priority, you don't have, I didn't have to think about what my number one priority was because whatever is number one will be the biggest. It will take up the most amount of space. There won't be a question what's number two because it will be smaller than number one. And God wasn't number one for me. It was me trying to take his job from him and me trying to be that number one in, in, in that role. And so I, I, I swept it and I I've swapped it. And um, now uh, just choose constantly to give up and not quit, but give up my control um, to someone who's a lot better at everything than I am. And I didn't realize I was doing that, but I think it just eventually catches up in like the 
like I said, maybe I'm just less resilient or maybe there's a lot more on my plate now. But I think it was inevitable the way I was living. Um, and uh, not to say it's not still a struggle, but it's a constant choice. It's a constant evaluation. Because I have my theory priorities, but at any given point, my theories probably aren't what they really are. That's where I have to really have myself in check and look at other people to actually figure out what they are. Um, and so I really had to check what I was living for. And uh, I can't live for anything or look forward to, you know, not to look forward to, but I, I was building up things that still only lasted within my lifetime and not past my lifetime. And because our lifetime is just a blink of an eye for what we have with God and eternity with the Lord. So um, I had to choose to be vulnerable. And that's where Family Fest kind of came in for us big time. Um, I pulled a lot of your spouses aside and individuals aside. And we just talked. And I was like, I wanna, I'm going to be vulnerable. And I'm going to tell you I'm going to choose to be vulnerable. Um, and then I, I did. And Rich Peller, and I'm not going to call anyone else out, but several of you uh, took that and did a great, great job with it. And the people in this room gave me permission to struggle. And I want everyone here to know that you have permission to struggle. And by taking risks and being brave with vulnerability, um, yeah, Jillian gets her husband back, and I started to get my life back, and little by little, and it, it took a long time. You know, I'm out of the woods, but it's, it's going to be a long go. Um, but I was fighting an unknown monster for a while. Um, so just to, I know it's not a, nothing crazy, but um, just super caught me off guard. And uh, I just want to encourage you all to, um, why we choose this and um, family time is because um, everything I, I can do and possibly accomplish is fallible. And so now we try our best to put everything we have on and do in the only thing that's infallible in the whole universe. And that's God, obviously. So, um, yeah, so I can do better now. Um, but uh, I think the reality now is um, another veil of ignorance perhaps for my life was lifted and it's like, oh, it's always going to be a good fight, right? So, um, you know, choose vulnerability, choose people, call them on speed dial, and uh, when I, if I, I'm going to pray quick to end. Um, Lord, uh, it's not supposed to be easy. Narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. That leads to life everlasting. It's a promise. You promised 
when the storms come, not if the storms come, to put, your, put our houses on you, a solid foundation. God, um, be with every, every person's struggles different. God, I sit here humbly, humbly as so many people struggle with so many harder things and more difficult things. God, give us all permission to know that this is your promise, that it will be tough, but give us permission to, to not be okay, and we all have that. God, thank you for your word and your healing. Thanks for being infallible. Um, thanks, Lord. I pray that you would push me, just get me out of the way today, um, and just show up like you always do. Thank you, Lord. Amen.